0: Last time on our Florida Gators subreddit podcast. Their fan base is really excited. This is an excellent opportunity for the Gators to play that Darth Vader bad guy role. It's one of my favorite parts about being a Gator fan, you know, being the bad guy. We're the we're the team that people love to hate. Welcome, friends and neighbors, to our Florida Gator subreddit podcast. This is Tophery Gator, and I am joined by Hammersuit. What's up, dude? Hey, hey. How, how you doing? I am just splendid, just peachy. Uh, and Zlatan Diego.
1: Also very peachy.
0: Indeed, we're peachy because this is Georgia Hate Week. This is, this is the big week. This is the week that we've all been waiting for. I am really excited. I can't wait uh, to talk about this game and i'm excited about what we saw on the field this past weekend um did you guys get a chance to watch the game
1: yes hell yeah um but i only saw like the fourth quarter how much how much more excited are we now like than we could have been otherwise i if, if we had had anything close to the score that i'd predicted originally Man, this would be a huge letdown. I'd be so scared about this week. Now we're all like riding high, like yeah, we can do this. Like not not ever, not everybody's convinced, but we're like, you know what? You know what? I want to watch this game now. If hell yeah, if we saw Texas A and M, the team that the team that played them, oh man, we wouldn't want to watch. Like it would be 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 a nightmare week. Let me put it that it way. It
0: sounds stupid to say we beat Missouri to death. So fuck with me, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: Come this. That's where we're at. But, but I mean, we, we really I mean, we saw the one thing we needed to see from this team though. We saw there was a pulse on defense. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. And um, you know, we survived the 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 COVID conditioning issues, the the rustiness. We saw we saw rustiness all over the field, especially on offense at first. I mean, what more could you want? This this game had everything I wanted, and there was a fight. Yeah. Um, that, that was a very interesting fight. I,
2: I did watch the whole game highlights cause I missed the first half of the game. So I've seen the whole thing for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean that I liked that for the first time this season, it kind of felt like we had a complete team. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Like, like I don't necessarily expect our defense to play as good as they played against Missouri all season, but if maybe they could do half of that, then we, I don't feel like we could lose. Then does that make sense? Like just the way, like if they could play at the half the level they played on Saturday, I feel like we have a really good shot of of winning every game the rest of the season based off the fact that our offense just is.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. That, or at least at least that we give ourselves a real chance to win every game. Like I feel like if our defense could play
2: at a high enough level, like maybe like half of what they did against Missouri against Alabama it'd be a shootout but i feel like we have enough offensive firepower that we could potentially win i don't know if we would win but we could do it you know whereas if our defense plays like they did against everyone else then i just feel like alabama would outscore us
1: well then every game's just a random toss up at that point i mean we we really had almost a toss up game against south carolina so i, mean, I
0: had wanted to keep the show on the rails and like have some sort of structure here but I can tell already that that is just not going to
2: happen. How the fuck and are we supposed to do that? This is Georgia, uh, week, right? Georgia I week. I didn't. I didn't know there was a structure. Is no, there, I it's something.
0: No, don't worry about it. You're good. It's. I'm not going to be able to police myself either. It's this is just going to be what it's going to be. This is going to be all over the place, y'all. So but that,
2: but that's what makes us great. Like, all these other podcasts are like, you know, professionally structured, and we just say shit, whatever the fuck comes in our brains. Yeah, they, they're, they're <laughs> organized,
1: weird. they know what they're talking about, they're prepared. And we're they out here just going off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> I talk about snails and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So, um, Zlat, you said that you had some good notes from this game.
1: Yeah, and and I'm actually going to to play it up and say, you know what? I actually have good notes. These aren't just right. oh well, I don't know if they're good. That's a str- No, this is these are these are actually good notes. And um, I was I was excited. We have uh, we got to see a lot of players, and they all got major minutes, especially on the defense. But we did a great job of keeping everybody fresh, rotating a ton. Um, we saw our first real saw our first real uh, Josh Braun action, which I've been waiting for all year. And um, I'm, not, I'm not experienced enough in judging the offensive line to say, oh, my God, he's just a mauler. But from everything I've heard, the staff loves him. And the one thing I noticed was we were running behind him. Like he came in, and we were immediately running behind him. There's there was a play, and um, it was in the second half. We had Braun at left guard and Tarkin at left tackle but um, move on over to the left side. He had been playing on the right side and we ran right down the left side. And I, I thought that was kind of impressive. That just shows, Hey, we're, we're trying to use this dude as our battering ram, switched him back to the right side, the next play, and then ran a play in that direction afterwards. So that was pretty cool.
2: I, I have something about that, that uh, I've been thinking about. It's that, do you guys think, because like how many people were actually out in this game? Like that started regularly.
0: Uh, as far as starters or or regular
2: rotational guys,
0: that is harder to answer. I think there were four or five starters and um, I think it was like 14 or 15 total who were out. Yeah. if I recall correctly. And I
2: I know our offense had some hiccups in the first half um, from what I was able to see on the highlights, but then obviously as the game went on, we were able to get kind of back into the, the way that we expected our offense to look this season. But does it, am I, am I I on the same page or do you guys maybe like don't feel the same way as me, but do you think maybe the staff or like would hopefully realize that maybe you should play your best players and not your most senior players? Like that's kind of how I feel with Braun and Tarkin. Like they weren't really rotating in as often. And our offensive line looked a lot better with those two in there. Our defense looked a lot better when we had younger guys playing more snaps. I mean, Campbell coming back was helpful. Sure. But I don't know if he was that helpful. You know what I mean? Like he just, he's a defensive tackle. And I don't know. I just kind of have this idea that something that we've always kind of just been acknowledging, but no one's ever really talked about is that the staff likes to play guys who have earned the role based off of time. When in actuality, as I think this game against Missouri shows, they should probably just play the guys
1: who are actually really good. I'm going to jump in and say I, I agree with some of that and disagree with some. I, I do th- I do think the staff has an issue with with playing a little bit of seniority. I don't know if that's because like, hey, they know these guys are going to be able to take everything the staff can throw at them. Because I mean that's that's another part too. Like if you throw, uh, I'm trying to think think of uh, one of the examples that you just used. But like, let's just say Tarkin. Let's say Tarkin's the best best offensive lineman, but he only knows uh, a third of the plays, or he's only qualified to to run a third of the plays we want to run then we can't run our whole offense against Georgia if he's out there every single snap. So that would be kind of like the downside, but I agree. I think overall we've had an issue with that. Um, you, you mentioned Campbell. You don't know if he made a big difference. I I have a whole spiel on him. No, here, no, 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 but- no, no.
2: Cam- no. I think Campbell made a big difference. I just don't think like, I, I think our defense looked like it, like what we expected it to look like this season when in this last game against Missouri. And I don't, I'm not going to say that he was the only reason why I think it was just because we had more talent on the field than we normally do. Cause we normally play Steiner. We normally play Marco Wilson. And while Marco Wilson used to be good, I don't think he is anymore.
1: And it's, now you have really guys tough. like, I mean, how do you say like who has these huge impacts That is really, that is, I guess the real question we'll <laughs> yeah. find out next week. Right. Because I mean, you, you agree, right? Like that, that Marco Wilson is probably going to be on the field a good bit next week.
2: Yeah, probably, probably, I would, probably wouldn't be surprised if
1: Steiner's on the field again next <laughs> and, week. And and Steiner exactly. So we'll yeah. get to find out. Um, I I'm of the mindset that our defensive line looked like a completely different team with Campbell out there, and that helped everybody out because if Campbell wasn't there, I'm not convinced that Torrance or uh, Jaden. Well, I, I think Jaden Hill is going to play well either way, but Torrance might have gotten beat. I know he um, he had a couple of blown coverage as coverage as I saw, but he he still had a great game. I thought he was. Ten times the player that uh, that Steiner is, or at least has the ability to be that. Well,
2: yeah, and I think because he's just more talented.
1: Like he's just genuinely more of a talented player.
2: His ceiling is significantly higher. I think Steiner is all Steiner peaked when he was in elementary school, right? So like, um, like he's not gonna get any better than than you know Pee Wee football. And I just I don't know. Like I just I was just thinking about it for the last couple of days on how. We saw times last year, too, where the staff didn't play younger guys, and then when they did, those younger guys showed up and honestly played better than the veteran people. And it's just the staff is this weird, and it fucking pisses me off mentality of, well, these guys paid their dues, so they deserve to play. Fuck that. Like... Put the talented guys on the field. Put these blue chips that you've recruited who are night and day more athletically gifted and probably technically sound than some of these bullshit players like Steiner are and put them out on the field. And yeah, they might make some some you know mental errors because they're freshmen or they're you know redshirt freshmen, underclassmen. But I still feel that they're significantly far better in, in providing us the ability to have a complete team than putting guys who have continuously shown us that they're not capable of playing at this level.
0: I agree with that to an extent. Um, I don't know if it is necessarily as profound of a situation as that. Like it's, I would need to see some sort of of breakdown of like, you know, what what percentage of seniors and upperclassmen we play compared to other teams. You know, there's a, a few different ways you would have to compare that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with the broad strokes of that. Where I find myself on the defensive performance that we saw this week, which was excellent. I mean, across the board by far the best performance we've seen so far this year. I find myself in the same place I was after our first game of the season against Ole Miss, where our defense looked like crap, but it was one game, and so I'm trying to not buy into it necessarily being a trend. I'm going to need to see it a couple of times before – I am willing to believe that it has, you know, regressed to the mean or um improved substantially or however you want to phrase that.
1: I mean the obvious safe thing is expecting it to be somewhere in between. That's the easy answer. Right. Um yeah, I I yeah, I guess that's the real question. Like how much better is it when we add in a Campbell and when we start playing some of these younger guys who maybe they just needed a little extra time or maybe we decided, hey, let's finally do it. I don't know. Um I will say though that, that Campbell, my God, like I, I'm personally, I think he was just this night and day difference with this entire team. I think we were able to actually play the defensive line we wanted, having him and Slade not there at the same time, or having him and Dunlap, or Dunlap and Slayton, But you can actually rotate those guys in a way to where you weren't forced to move other guys inside that shouldn't be inside. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just huge. And it just had, had this trickle down effect to where Zach Carter played well. We got to put um, Brenton Cox and Jeremiah Moon, both at outside linebacker. I don't know if they've been playing that together at all, but we were able to run an actual 3-4 a lot of the time with both those guys playing outside linebacker, Buck, whatever, some combination of that. And those dudes, I mean, they dominated. They had, they both had probably – they might have had the best outline on the team, um, those two together, Cox and Moon. They were right up there. I mean, they just killed it, and I think that was because of Campbell. And, um, absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah. It was, it was just really exciting. Like the, the whole defense. Um, and I had one more note on the defense. I wanted to say, well, two, but one's more of just, uh, it's, it's a funny observation, but I'll say about the actual players Rashad Torrance. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I said he was caught out, out of position a little bit, but he was like, he wanted to get in there and hit people. Yeah. Like, he was just, he was ready to rock. I love that. And, uh, I don't know how many guys we have that want to wreck you torrents is like that um and then finally Jaden hill 35 snaps and i don't remember seeing him and i don't know if you want anything else outside of a cornerback uh, or yeah. anything else from your cornerback
0: i but. i know he got he got beat slightly on that uh that first big play that they almost hit um pretty early in the game which could have been a touchdown but you know fortunately this is this is the benefit of Uh, Playing a team like Missouri that has a freshman quarterback who was a triple option quarterback. Um, He's not super precise on the deep balls. And uh, so, yeah, Jaden got bailed out a little bit there, but it wasn't like he got blatantly just horrifically roasted. Um, And yeah, he was very solid throughout the game.
1: I'm excited about our cornerbacks for next year, too. Like yeah. if if Hill can actually start, which it looks like he and Elam are going to be the two starters next season, um, we have Kimbrough who's shown uh, he, he's shown he can play it, and uh, Travez is out there playing nickel, and both of them have shown really nice flashes. Um, Kamar Wilcoxon got some real game experience this time. He looked I had, good. I didn't even know he was on the roster. Yeah, yeah, he like, he, showed, he, like, he got enrolled early and everything. He's he uh, that's, re- that's, reclassified.
2: That's actually really good. Like that's huge. Yeah, that provides us another at
1: least somewhat experienced guy going into next season. Yep. So, I mean, that that is monstrous right there. And he got, I think he had, what, 16 snaps, um, obviously had the fumble recovery, but just getting that experience, getting that game time. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty pumped about the whole cornerback situation for next year. Look, our, our cornerback roster looks a lot more like a DBU cornerback roster than it had uh, coming in to when Mullen first arrived.
0: For sure. Uh, a lot of uh, even the walk-ons who played looked
1: pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty. I fun. mean, that's that's kind of nice. Do we do reasonably solid? Do we give credit to the coaches, or do we just blame uh, Missouri for kind of not being that good? <laughs> yeah, the,
0: that that is the question.
1: Here's a note on: Is it Basilac, Basilic, Basilisk, something? Uh, like it's Basilak.
0: something in between those. I think. Yeah, the Basilisk is from
1: Harry from Potter. Mr. Connor. Uh, Basilisk is from a lot of places and definitely I was thinking of Harry Potter. Yes. Um, he's thrown four career touchdowns in his seven games that he's played. I think most of those he started all four were against the same team, LSU. Oh,
0: oof. I how didn't know LSU, this sure.
1: Like, how did I not catch that? I didn't, I didn't look at his stats or something, <laughs> but all four against LSU, he had never gotten over 220 yards in his entire career, including our game. Uh, he had over 400 yards against LSU. So, to answer your question, Hammer, um, I think Bo Pellini is probably worse than Todd Grantham at this point. Shoo. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, throughout the week, last week, like, I, we, we predicted scores and I was, I predicted us to cover. I thought we were going to win by like 14. And then, like, as the week went on, I got less and less confident. Like, I just got more and more in my head about this game. Um, to the point on Friday where I was thinking this is like a 50 50 toss up game. But then, like early in the day on Saturday, we watched Kentucky, which was the team Missouri beat last week, just completely incapable to do anything offensively. And yes, Georgia is good defensively, but like, I mean, they were incompetent. I watched a lot of that game and boy, they're bad on offense. Um, and then I watched uh, LSU which is the other team that Missouri beat recently, just get boat raced by a dog shit Auburn team. And so by the time we got back to kickoff, I was feeling pretty good th- about things. You know, I was feeling back to a 14-point win.
1: Yeah, I, I had kind of a, well, not, not a similar thing, but I, I was, the entire week, I was just thinking this 50-50 thing. I think I was really down uh, from watching that a game and just feeling like our defense was um, not incompetent, but incontinent. And just cannot keep it in. Like I just thought our defense was worthless and uh, they flipped it around. So, but, but yes, I actually, for some reason, and I, I don't even have a, I don't even have an actual reason. It's just before the game, I actually had a pretty good feeling going into it thinking, okay, we can do this. And uh, we looked like we were driving the field way better than them. We were uh, the first three drives. I think we drove the field and then we had them Peter out for what uh, two field goals and a, was it a turnover. Um, and we had stopped them from doing anything. But, of course, that freaking, uh, was it a pick six that happened? I think it was. And it was seven to six at that point. Man, that pissed me off. I hate field goals so much. Is there anything worse than a field goal? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can just drive the field uh, three, like two or three <laughs> times in a row. You can shut down the, entire, the other team entirely. And if you get field goals, all it takes is, like, one stupid play, like a pick six or a weird tip ball, and then, boom, you're losing. Yeah. I mean I love McPherson, don't get me wrong, but fuck field goals. Hey, shout out to the walk on
0: shout out yeah. to the walk-on kicker. Uh Chris Howard, is that his name? Yeah, Chris Howard, yeah.
1: He didn't look Good nervous. For him. He didn't look nervous. He didn't even come close to missing. The dude was like nailing it right down the center every time. No, nah,
0: he's a motherfucking baller. Yeah. He's I,
1: Gator Great. Put him in the ring of honor. Stone Cold Killer. Like, usually I mean, I expected him to walk out there and just look terrified. And he's like, no, I'm gonna fucking rail these kicks he better get covid tested because i'm pretty sure the the kappas probably took him back to their sorority house after this game <laughs> by all means you know what he, he this is his time to shine enjoy it until, <laughs> until um obviously mcpherson will be the first kicker drafted but at this point i'm thinking he might be the second are they going to be the first and second overall picks obviously that's what, I, that's exactly what i'm saying well no not i think a couple quarterbacks might go earlier but definitely the first and second kicker
2: well mcpherson can play quarterback if you need him to.
1: I saw uh Townsend. He could play quarterback if you need him to. I don't know if y'all saw that play. Tommy yeah. Very impressive. Everyone saw that play. Yeah. How could you not? Um yeah, those are those are most of my notes. Uh at least for the Missouri game itself. I have some other stuff that I picked up, but that's more relevant to Georgia. And honestly, this game was fun. I enjoyed it, uh, at least like the from the second quarter on. Um yeah, that's what I have about the game itself. I have some I'm sure we have some other stuff to talk about with that, but what do y'all got anything left?
0: Not really. Um, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna get into the, the fight situation here momentarily. Um, but that arguing with strangers on the internet occupied basically like the next 90 minutes after halftime for me. As a show. Um, yeah. So I didn't, uh, I, I was watching, but I didn't like have a, much of a, a deep dive on the second half. I don't think we even really mentioned it, uh, Kyle Trask is a legitimate Heisman candidate at this point. Um,
2: I think he should be the favorite, to be honest.
0: And it, you know, I've, I've heard at least one notable Bama fan talking about how now that Waddle is hurt, he expects Bama or expects Mac Jones to start to drop off a little bit through the rest of the season.
2: And that really sucks. Like, I, even I know we're probably going to eventually hopefully face them. But Waddle's such a great player. It just kind of sucks sometimes to see you guys like yeah, that right now. For sure. Like, it Brutal. really does. Yeah. Like,
0: <sighs> I mean, yeah. that's it that, that was legitimately a huge game changer for them because I mean, like, they were playing the game with two two guys who would be um, like wide receiver ones on a lot of NFL teams right now. Like as they are currently. And you know, there's not really much you can do to stop an offense with that. But now the guys behind waddle they're still very good but they aren't that good they aren't that polished um to that level so um yeah that's a huge loss for bama and uh it does make me reconsider what i had thought through the first couple weeks of the season which is that they were probably going to run away with the national championship um but I, I really I don't know if that's gonna happen now. I, I think they can be stopped by a team like Clemson or Ohio State. And boy, I've really wandered way into the way into the weeds on this one. I was saying something about Kyle Trask. Yes, he's a very good quarterback is was my point there.
1: <laughs> as much as you wandered into the weeds, I actually started zoning out. I started I was actually looking up some Georgia stuff at the same time. And then my my brain got back to this, what you were saying, and I'm like, how the fuck is he talking so much about Jalen Waddle? How did we get here? So I don't 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 know know. the connection. I don't actually know. I'll listen back and I'll enjoy that. But right now I'm like, where did we go
2: here? I I have a topic that I think this is about what you just talked about with Kyle Trask that we can maybe just talk about briefly, get your guys' opinion on. But let's say Kyle Trask does win the Heisman, right? Where does he rank?
0: Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit on the Discord. Uh, if you aren't part of the Discord, you need to join so that you can engage in wonderful arguments like this because this, was, this one got a little bit heated at, at one point a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, because people correctly. are
1: stupid. That's why. But where
0: <laughs> would,
2: so if Kyle Trask wins the Heisman, let's, let's, say, let's say he wins the Heisman. We make it to the playoffs, but maybe we don't win the national championship. right? But say, let's say that happens. Say this is a scenario. We make the playoffs, we don't win, but he wins the Heisman. Where do you rank him?
1: That national championship would really put him over the top for um, mm. for like like would make it obvious uh, you can't put him ahead well, of Tebow. I'm, I'm gonna ask without winning and winning as the two different
2: options. So where would you put him if we don't win? Just as as a Gator quarterback,
1: like of, of all as, time, as, as
2: as our our four Heisman winning quarterbacks, assuming he wins, where would you rank him?
1: Okay, so not not winning the national championship, I'd have yeah. him. Shit, I don't know. I, it's so hard for me to rank Spurrier because I never really watched him play. And I can't like, I can't give a legitimate response on that. I always hate questions like these, and I and I mean I, I like they're they're great questions overall, but then I just feel like I'm just shitting on somebody I love, and it's always so sad for me.
2: I, I don't know if it's necessarily shitting. I think it comes down to, let's say he wins the Heisman, that means that there's four players that have been on our our, our team that have won the best award you can get in college football, right? And they're all the same position. So it's kind of easy to go. Like, cool. So like, who did you think would be, and, and there's not discounting any of them. I think all four would be great. You know, um, I personally think team, think Tim Tebow is the greatest college quarterback of all time. I just don't think that you can, like the dude was a game changer and it took the, one of the greatest teams of all time, Alabama to stop him. You know, like the guy was just unstoppable practically.
0: I, I've got a list here. Um, I would go Tebow one, Warfel two, Trask three if we did not win a title.
1: I'd probably, I, I'm I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to go Tebow, Warfel, Spurrier, Trask though.
2: Okay. Now what if we win the national championship? We win every single game going forward. Trask wins the Heisman. Where do you rank them? Trask jumps Spurrier. That's it. He
0: okay. he jumps uh, Spurrier and Warfel for me. I, I think he would be second behind Tebow for me. That's probably what I put him to.
2: Only, only because it's like how he fucking got there. You know? Like, yeah. this was a dude who no one cared about. And McElwain, for whatever fucking reason, thought this guy was good. So, I'll thank him for that. You know? High five there. Um, maybe he looked like a shark to McElwain. I don't know. But, like... And this guy was a, like a, a nobody, basically, in high school. He was a backup quarterback, joined the team, was never really given an, a major opportunity to start in his first couple of years, got injured when he potentially could have started, and then didn't really even get a chance until our starter went down last year. And then if he wins a national championship and the Heisman one season, I'd probably have to put him behind Tebow, for sure. Just based off that, like that's a fucking awesome story.
0: If he doesn't win a Heisman does he? Where does he fall relative to Rex Grossman? I'd put him comparable. I would. I would put him behind Grossman if we don't. Assuming we don't win a national title and he doesn't win the Heisman, yeah. uh, just because Rex Grossman got robbed and is a Heisman winner, in my opinion.
1: The only opinion that matters here. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. So so uh, not to so I think we're we're still putting the cart before the horse obviously because he hasn't won it yet, but it's right. if, This is a hypothetical but here's here's a question here or I guess uh, just a thought. Um, right now he's averaging over one and a half touchdowns more than Mac Jones, Mr. Alabama himself uh, per game, which and he's got basically the same amount of yards like his stats way better already and actually I'm not gonna get into the full numbers. But we were talking about this on the, the Discord earlier, just his uh, his chances of winning, and I went and compared it, uh, just what he did stats wise, stats alone, to Tebow, uh, Tebow's Heisman year, and then Tebow his whole career, and he actually has better stats than Tim Tebow uh, when looking at just SEC games. He has uh, so okay, so Trask has played four games so far this year. His four games are better than any four game stretch. That Tebow had uh, just for SEC teams in his entire career. That's crazy. It is crazy, and there's one. There's one that he came close um, in his 2007 year, at, kind of at the end. But other than that, I mean, it's. Tra- I mean, so far this four game stretch just absolutely dominant. So yeah, if he keeps it up, I think he he's going to be number one in. Uh, in a lot of people's minds, we'll see if he can overcome that bias that uh, Lawrence or Field might have, but you know, like
2: if he, if he comes up against Georgia and just dominates and we end up winning. Um, and he continues to continue to show a dominant performance. Like I, I wouldn't know why people wouldn't have him, you know, like Mac Jones, I they will tell you those Mac Jones has almost a thousand more yard actually has a thousand more yards right now than Kyle Trask does two more uh, games, but yeah, but he's played two more games. So it's, you know, that's a big difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I can't. I don't know how he couldn't be the favorite if we went out.
0: Did anybody mention Tony?
1: No. No, we did. Okay.
2: Not.
0: Yeah. He's still a magician. Tony update, weekly Tony update. He's still a motherfucking samurai. He's still an absolute magician. <laughs> we were wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, indeed. Were <laughs> Checking in, We're still wrong on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think each week that he does this, we're going to have to admit how wrong we were because we probably mocked him as many weeks as he is showing us up right Do now. Do you think his rap music is like giving him superpowers?
0: No. No, no, no I don't.
1: It's not like he's like started rapping yeah. in nowhere. He's been doing this. Maybe his rap's good now.
0: I think he is a intelligent, hardworking young man. And he (laughs) buckled down and applied himself this past off season. And I doubted him for that. I I doubted that he could do that. And I am a fucking ding dong y'all.
1: Yeah. That's being real right there. Like that's not not the ding dong part, but the, uh, I mean, he really did buckle down. The dude put the work in. We, we doubted that fully. All of us. He looks, he
2: looks super impressive. Like he, his rap running is impressive. Like, and his like, and the things like the small things you don't even see too. Like his his like leadership. Like I, I noticed a couple times watching the highlights. You can see him when the defense is on the field. You can see him with the wide receiver team. Like talking to him. Like making sure that everyone's on the same page. Like the guy. I, are we sure it's Kadarius Tony?
1: Like uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's, it's really impressive. Well, we, I mean, the, the stuff that, like, his highlight reel stuff, we've already seen that before. We knew he could do that, too. Like, the the play against Missouri where they're like, oh, my God, there's four guys around him. How did he get out of that? Yeah, that's, that's Tony. He's done that his whole career. But the fact that he's just doing this consistently, that he's getting so open. Like, how many touches a game did he have last year? And we were like, get him the ball, get him the ball. But there's a reason they didn't, and there's a reason they couldn't. And now it's like, anytime we want to, it's just not a problem. He gets open. He's out there. He's playing every snap. It's, um, yeah, kudos to him. Mad respect.
0: Um, if you want a deeper dive on kind of what we looked like from a statistical perspective, go check out Dr. Marty Lawrence's, um, advanced box scores. Um, it's like a really easy to read, uh, like one sheet type of thing. And I will link it in the show notes because it's some of the best content about the Gators that is being produced currently.
1: It's absolutely fantastic. He's put a ton of work into that. And, um, And and it's very, it's very pleasing. Easy to read. Yeah, it is. is. Like, it's like if you're like
2: me and you don't know anything about advanced statistics or how any of this stuff works, you'll understand it. For sure. No no bias. (laughs) If you're, if
0: you're an idiot, like Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So are we ready to move on to the fight?
1: Yeah, let's fight. So, so I, I, I have a question here. To, okay. I, want, I want to start this off okay i'll jump on it are we going to talk about the fight or are we just going to talk about evil dan mullen being a fight instigator a disease spreader and darth vader i fucking love that he like showed up as darth vader at the end like that this is one of the greatest
2: things i've ever seen in my life
0: that had to be coincidence but like i am just very very entertained by the idea that like at halftime, he goes in and he's like calling somebody, like, "I need you to run to Party City and get me a Darth Vader costume ASAP. I need it before the game is done. Make it happen!" <laughs> Screaming at some grad assistant, "Okay, Mister
1: Ballin." I know, I know that nerdy ass Eli is going to understand this. I'm going to show him what's up. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely love it. I, honestly, yeah, it's definitely a coincidence, but like, I love taking it as not one, and it's just way better that way. I fully agree. Um, What exact, so, like, I kind of saw the highlights, but, like, keep in mind, I
2: didn't actually see, like, one of the highlights was, oh, man, here's a fight happening, and then it kind of, like, went away really quickly. So what was the full context? I know Trask got hit. I don't really
1: know what happened after that. Missouri was being a bitch-ass punk, and they got what they deserved. Okay, that's fair enough.
0: So that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the crux of it is, like I've seen a million different interpretations of what happened there. Like there's you would think based on the number of hot takes and statements of fact of what happened, you would think that like every blue check sports writer account was on the field personally. Like there were more people on the field than there were uh, allegedly at the cockblock game, which is hundreds of thousands of people were at that game. If you're not aware, did Dan Mullen cause the fight? No, I do not think that that is fair to say. Did he escalate a situation that turned into a fight? Maybe.
1: Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Um, I don't think there's. I mean, I, in my mind, I don't see like like he, you, could have, he could have gone out there right to the players and said, "Hey, guys, calm down." And he didn't do that. So, like that right. is a that is a fact. He didn't do that. Now, he, the question is should he have? Maybe. You know, I, you're gonna have to get back to me. You're gonna have to get back to me on that one in a week.
0: Because uh, yeah, yeah. my perception <laughs> of these events is going to change wildly based on what happens this Saturday.
1: So to compare this to another coach that people were like, "Oh my god, this classless. That's a piece of shit move right there." When Mark Richt had the entire Georgia team storm the field on us after they mm-hmm. scored that first fucking touch. Well, uh, every
2: coach, every coach at one point or another goes out and starts some shit. And those fans are like, that's my coach. But when another team's coach does it, he's the worst coach ever. Like, that's literally what it is. And then Stuart Mandel fucking takes his dick out and jacks off to the whole thing and then tweets about how Dan Mullen's horrible and got the same fine that Lane Kiffin got, which I think is kind of dumb.
0: I've been on the fuck Stu Mandel train for quite a while now, and it's, it's very nice to see uh, Gator Nation as a whole coming around to that opinion. That guy is such
2: a wiener. That, that and the other guy. Who was the other guy that I got mad at? There's, there's a lot.
1: There <laughs> were a lot. Yeah, the, the, most of the blue check marks. But yeah, so so I mean, we, I, I agree that we will, we will see this coming week because if we come out there and we dominate Georgia, this is like the turning point, right? And that's all Mullen right there. I'm going to give him all the credit right there. Now, if we go out and blow a fat one, I mean, yeah, this is worthless. And maybe he should have had a better job of controlling the team right there. I mean, you can only do so much, but yeah, you know. Greg Garrison, that was the guy. I have no idea who that is. Is that
2: the Washington Post guy. guy? No, he's the guy from Alabama. You called him out, Slat. You said something.
1: Oh about no, that's okay. That's one. That was like a random tweet. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. No, the Washington Post guy. He pissed me off. Yeah, came out
2: I, of I tweeted. I tweeted <clears> that that Greg Garrison looks like he was his high school team's water boy, and he liked it. Um. So.
0: Yeah. So that the Washington Post guy, and there were a couple of other Missouri people who got really and, and generally I, I think that the Missouri fans have been really like pretty cool about the whole thing. Like it it seems like they're the most level headed in the response to all of this. Um that like, you know, it's a fight, it happens, you know, whatever. It it was based on a late hit that shouldn't have happened and a late hit that should have been flagged and it wasn't and it it escalated. Part of that is on the refs for sure, too. But there are a couple of people who have this allegedly prestigious uh, Mizzou journalism school degree who ha- will, will paint things in the most unreal, exaggerated fashion possible and then say, nothing, what I, nothing about what I just said is a statement of opinion. It's a statement of fact. I literally heard, and I'm not, I don't even know the guy's name. It's, I think it's one of the Rock M Nation guys, but I'm not sure. It was on a podcast. One of them said, about Mullen, with the um you know pack the swamp thing a couple weeks ago he said uh dan went out and said those irresponsible things and then he got the virus and then he gave it to his family and he passed it to his wife who kisses all of the florida players on the lips before every game and and half the team got infected and nothing about what i just said is an opinion that's fact and he was serious that was a serious take like it wasn't he wasn't being facetious
1: that is a stupid stupid person.
0: Uh, uh, the 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 fucking Mizzou assholes. Take your fucking shitty J school degree and shove it up your ass. It's I would rather have no degree at all than a, a Missouri journalism degree. It's not worth the toilet paper it's printed on. It's your entire state sucks so fucking much. I would rather spend a year in a Cambodian prison being passed around from cell to cell (laughs) than spend a single fucking weekend in your shithole barnyard, butt fuck state. Fuck you.
1: Well said. Amen. Yes. Yes. Uh, Just, just to add to that, I can't even come close to uh, the hate right there. Uh, At least not uh, verbally, but have you ever driven through Missouri before? Yeah. I don't know if there's a worse state to drive through. Yeah, I would agree. It is. Awful. I, I did the drive like all the way to Omaha and I went all the way North to St. Louis and then all the way West to, was it Kansas city, which by the way, that's, that should be Kansas, but that's a, that's a side note right there. And it's just 10 hours of the absolute worst time of my life right there. And uh, I would still take that over having to deal with uh, being a Missouri fan, watching their football team and graduating from their J school. But yeah, it, it, my God, these people are, the the washington post guy his name is Jacob Bogage 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 I don't really know but Wapo I think he's a Missouri guy and then yeah he did he did kind of the same thing now he didn't get into the kissing on the lips thing that's um that's an it was experience. it was
0: an unexpectedly stupid veer <laughs> into the uninformed
1: <laughs> like you do not see that one coming that's for damn sure um but yeah he he be pulled the he he talked about the vote and he just like completely misrepresented quotes right there. Like the stuff that people bitch about all the time, the journalists bitch about all the time. Like he purposely did that uh, and brings like, and and I I think the real thing is here is that people are mad about the pack, the swamp comments and they're mad or no, they're not mad. A lot of people are happy that the Gators got COVID after that. And they want to use this as a chance to just keep piling on the mullet. And that's what it comes down to. If that didn't happen beforehand, I don't think this would be a big deal at all it's about
0: getting on a moral high horse that's right and yeah. you know pretending pretending to be holier than thou on the internet that's like yeah. that's like 90 percent of what the internet is at this point and it's just like ugh, i'm just i'm it over is, it. it
1: it is far easier to prove somebody else is a shitty person or to imply somebody else is a shitty person than it is to prove you're a good person yeah, yeah. as as we all know in um no, you know I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go there. You can delete that. Moving <laughs> 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 Moving on. I'll
0: you should. I I hope that you're both proud of me for um, refraining from referring to the poopoo swastika in my Missouri rant. I really <laughs> wanted to, but I chose not to. What is the poopoo swastika? Oh, there the after Ferguson a few years ago. Uh-huh. There were riots on the Missouri campus and they had, I think they had to cancel a football game because the players were going to sit out and their university president and some like other big wigs had to step down because a student um, drew a swastika on a bathroom wall in a dorm with poo poo.
1: Oh, okay. Do you think that student graduated with a journalism degree? I am certain of it. I am certain. Uh, should, should we move on to Georgia? Are we ready? We to should, start? because we are 45
0: minutes into this bitch, and <laughs> Hammer's
2: gonna have to go soon. We didn't even talk about them yet. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, okay. They got a lot of injured players.
0: Hey guys, this is Tofrey. Uh Before we get into that preview segment, we are going to go to the hate speech testimonials. Uh, these are a few clips that uh, users from the subreddit were kind enough to share about why or how they hate georgia so enjoy
2: hey guys this is cam white guy Uh, i hate georgia so much that if i had a gun with two bullets and i was in a room with hitler Bin laden and georgia i would shoot georgia twice and this is from fl sandman october 30th 2010 Florida, georgia weather was perfect we had an incredible tailgate in the rv city the game was an ultimate roller coaster of emotions going into overtime with the good guys coming out victorious, 34 to 31. Chaz Henry putting the nail in the coffin as stand-in f- field goal kicker due to Caleb Sturgis being injured. We were exiting the stadium, riding the high, headed back to our tailgate. We hit the traffic light just east of the stadium and were waiting to cross the road to RV City. We saw a 150Q cooler full of beer being hauled off the other way by two Georgia fans. If the cops had not been on the same corner directing pedestrian traffic, this would have gotten ugly quick. Georgia fans fumbled some excuse, left the cooler, and walked swiftly away. Since then, Never trust a UGA fan. This is EGR308. It's hard to put into words how much I hate Georgia, but I'll try. Uh, Peaches are a garbage fruit. The breeding and sale of English Bulldogs should be outlawed both for the sake of the animals and anyone's eyes who have to look at them. And Kirby Smart's haircut is the worst I've ever seen, and I've seen a blackout drunk person give another person a haircut. Thank you. Go getters.
0: This is Dr. Marty Lawrence. One of the things I hate the most about Georgia is that I've never been to a cocktail party where the Gators won. Anytime I go, the Bulldogs win. I'm not going this year. Two things that I do love, though, are Nate Silver and James D. Virgilio. Thanks. Go Gators. Hi, this is Gator here with a quick history lesson. The state of Georgia originally included both Mississippi and Alabama, but Georgia was such a shithole that both states actually left the prison colony to make their lives less terrible. Go Gators. Yeah, so Georgia, it's the cocktail party weekend. It's going to be different because, you know, there's not, I assume, not really going to be a cocktail party. Um, yeah, so uh, how are you guys feeling about this?
1: Way better than last week. I don't know if I'm feeling great yet, but way better than last week. I feel a little bit better, only
2: because I'm creeping on the Georgia Bulldogs subreddit and their discord and uh, they, they
1: freak out though. That's
2: just uh, there. This feels like more of a concern rather than a freak out. Like they actually feel genuinely concerned based off the fact that their quarterback play is horrendous and they have so many key guys out and they don't think that the depth is going to be there in those positions to really keep up with. Like, like they're like our defense will probably stop Florida, but they won't stop them every time. And our offense just probably won't be able to keep up. And I'm like, that's actually genuinely concerned that actually might end up playing in our favor, is how bad their quarterback situation is.
1: I watched some of Stetson Bennett, and I don't know how tall that guy actually is. He's five foot eleven. Right? There's no way he's five foot eleven. Well, allegedly five foot eleven,
2: but since he's since since, he, since he's a white guy that's probably on Tinder, I would assume he's five
1: foot nine. If he's yeah. on Tinder, he's going to call himself six foot, but. Right. Yeah, like yeah, five nine, five eight, maybe, what, whatever he is, that dude gets balls batted down at the line. And uh that's that's the key right there. That's my that's my point of attack. Like, I don't know how how good this offense can be for Georgia, just period. But if we can just bat some balls, we can get some picks, and that's game over right there if we can do that. I'm convinced that if we can actually force him into these awkward throws where he's just getting the ball knocked up in the air, we could have um Gervin retake the lead for team leader in interceptions, if all goes according to plan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah, so uh like their offense is bad. It's not very good. I was concerned when they made the hire of dude whose name I can't remember, their offensive coordinator. Todd Munkin or whatever. Yeah, whichever Munkin it is. Um, because I think he's a pretty good coach, but like it's exactly what a lot of people expected, which is that Kirby is just not willing to hand the reins over and let them change the offense. And I, I don't know if they're really ready to. I mean, if JT Daniels isn't healthy enough to play, then I don't think that Stetson Bennett can really run like a, a dynamic passing-based attack. Um, and so, yeah, they they're just limited because of some bad roster management at quarterback. And that's really encouraging for us. But I also thought the same thing about where they were with Jake Fromm at this point last year. So, you know, it's tough to know
2: believe so here's like so they like i'm looking at their injury report right now they have so um jordan davis might be able to play no he's not playing okay um his apparently from the future um yeah. richard lecount is out because he's in the icu so hopefully he recovers quickly um julian rochester is out because he's got a acl tear george pickens might be able to play they said but they're not sure apparently he's a pectoral injury if George Pickens plays i feel slightly more concerned because George Pickens made us
1: his bitch last year you can um, you can count on him playing like like there's i think pretty much everybody that's questionable there is going to be playing
0: yes. i think i think they i i would bet that Pickens could have played last week and they gave him a week off so that he would be a, 100% or
2: close to yeah. it cuz Pickens is a really good wide receiver. Like he, he's real good. He's fucking awesome, and which is crazy because like he wasn't really good last year until he played us, and then was like the best game of his life, and then he ended up being really good since then. But yeah, him playing changes it a little bit. Um, but I'm still very. Con- I, I I don't know. Like I think everything is pointing in the right direction for us. But I also don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, we there's no way we're going to lose. Like it's fucking Georgia, and it's Kirby Smart, and for whatever reason Kirby Smart's had Dan Mullen's number. Um, but I mean, we got a better offense. If you want to go go, you know, group by group, we have a better offense. They have a better defense. That's not debatable, right? Um, but is our defense good enough to stop their horrible offense? Enough for us to win? Like that's really going to be the main thing here.
0: Um, I feel a lot better about it this week. Um, you know, it's, you obviously don't want to, uh, like, you know, be happy about someone getting in a life threatening accident. Um, but them losing Richard LeCount is huge for us in a football sense. Um, you know, at at the same time, like, you know, it's, you don't want to see somebody get hurt like that or hurt that seriously. And, um, you know, it kind of casts a little bit of a, little bit of negativity over the game as a whole um in my opinion um but it sounds like he's out of the icu now and he's he's going to be uh fully recovered at some point but um you know that's huge because he is does he project as a first round pick
2: i i would assume yeah like he should be he's probably one of the best players like in the country he's
0: he's one of one of the best defensive backs in the sec for sure
2: like he's really good and like I mean it definitely helps out for us but I mean at the end of the day it's like I really hope the dude gets well you know if somehow Richard LeCount listens to this podcast hey man hopefully this cheers you up hope you get better um,
1: <laughs> how, like, how, to, how to cheer him up I don't know man, like, <laughs> I don't man know. You, I'm really glad we're not playing him uh, good luck buddy
2: feel <laughs> better soon
1: I know I didn't send flowers yeah, I'm, but like, the, this I'm like the Michael
2: Scott of Florida fans okay I'm just, <laughs> uh okay serious
0: <laughs> face now yeah
1: yeah 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 so okay so the Georgia offense is just not scary like Pickens yeah he's good and they have good players but just what they've done so far there's no reason to expect them to dominate so I'm I'm just looking at our defense thinking okay how bad is our defense going to be and that's that's the way that I approach this um one thing that will be kind of um I guess a pretty big deal is that Carter is going to be out. Zach Carter, he's out for the first half. That was officially finalized. He's the only guy missing from the fight, but he's going to miss a half. Um, I went and watched the drives from the second half, how our defense played, what we did. And the first three drives we came out, we had Girvin playing in his spot for drives one and two, or one and three. And then in drive two, we put in Dunlap instead. Um, and it was a Gervin, Slayton, Campbell, and then Campbell, Slayton, Dunlap, then Gervin, Slayton, Campbell again. So I think we could probably expect to see more of that. Um, a lot of him opening up the half, and we'll get to see how that goes. But I'm excited about our defensive line actually showing a pulse because that Georgia O-line, still pretty good. And uh, Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. when's the last time we got pressure on them, period? So this is the game to do it. Uh, we had... I had made a point to mention how the the outside linebackers did against Missouri. I really hope we run that three, four again um, with those. I mean, the defensive linemen are capable now uh, if Campbell's in and um, getting uh, Cox moon and maybe Bogle, maybe sometimes Chatfield in there or Diabate, one of those, uh, but just getting those guys running them off the edges. I mean, we got to stop the run, force them to throw.
0: I, I agree with all that. Um... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just I don't have a ton for the uh, our our defense versus their offense because I think that's going to be a struggle fuck to put it nicely.
0: yeah, I feel like we've been analyzing this game for so long that we're like finally here on the doorstep, and there's nothing else to say like it's we've kind of said it all to this point. We've been talking about this damn near every fucking week since <laughs> this time last year.
1: yeah, it, it just comes down to who's playing at this point like oh who, who do we have healthy? who do they have healthy? who's suspended? who's not? Right now we're winning that battle though. Um, looking at their defense hammer, you mentioned, okay. So you might be right. Like maybe Davis plays, but from everything I've read, uh, all their insiders think he's out for a few weeks minimum with whatever. he, I has mean, and run. it could be just
2: coach speak, but Kirby smart did say today that, you know, he, he's, he might play. Um, yeah. so, so maybe, I don't know. I mean, it also could be just Kirby smart saying that so that, you know, we got a game plan for the guy, um, and waste our time with that. Like who knows? Um, I don't know. Like, like it's like, it's going to be, I expect to see the best that Georgia can be against us because it's us. So we have to step up and our offense just has to play lights out. We can't make mistakes. You know, Kyle Trask has to take care of the ball. Um, I do not want to see Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson at all in this game, unless we're blowing out Georgia somehow. Um. Like I'll probably, I'll probably have an aneurysm if I see either of those guys take a snap. Um.
1: So, okay. So here's a question then, uh, because we, we didn't mention that at all in the first, in the the first go around with Missouri. If Dan Mullen has that tick that he is completely incapable of avoiding, and he has to run a quarterback, who do you want running the ball up the gut? Do you want Kyle Trask taking that up against them? Do you want, Emory Jones coming in and doing it, or do you want Anthony Richardson doing
2: it? I mean, I would ra- if if, he, if he's gonna have to do it, then I'd rather it be because because Emory Jones maybe looks a little hobbled right now, so maybe Anthony Richardson. But it's fuck. I'm gonna lose my mind when it does happen because, in my opinion, we we lost a lot of momentum when we put Emory Jones in last year. Do you guys agree? Yeah, more often than not. Like we lost a lot, like especially in the Georgia game because we put him in the Georgia game, we lost momentum, right? Yeah. Like, I do not want to see that. I don't care if you have obligations to guys. I don't care if there's some guys who are like, "Coach, man, like it's my last game we play against Georgia." <laughs> Fuck that. Dan Mullen better play the best players as much as he possibly can. Like it's Georgia because if Dan Mullen loses to Georgia again, I'm not. Com- I I I, I, don't, I will no longer believe in his ability to actually be a championship level coach like it might be a very unpopular opinion you guys might not agree with me this game makes or breaks me for Dan Mullen we win great I am on the Dan Mullen train we lose I cannot wait for him to be gone
0: that's that's a little a little bit further into the black and white polarized than I am but like it's in in the broad strokes I I do generally agree with you
2: again it's very it can be a very unpopular opinion I'm not gonna apologize for it people can call me crazy I probably am crazy I'm going to need you to apologize
1: actually right now to, but, to our. Hey, no,
2: I, I, I was the one that picked us to beat George. You guys didn't. So, uh,
1: um, no, wait, wait, wait. We, we
2: have not made our no, pick yet. No, you guys did the preseason right. predictions. No, no. Yeah, preseason
0: predictions. Preseason season. Predictions. All, that pre-season All that matters is
1: day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I just, Dan Mullen needs to win. He's got everything going for him this year. All right. On paper, I think we have the better team, just overall. We have less injuries. We just had our COVID bullshit, so hopefully we're okay. You know, they have a lot of injuries. They have the worst offense I have seen Kirby Smart produce at that school since he's been there. They have a really bad quarterback who is not capable of being a good quarterback. He's not Jake Fromm, right? He's more of like a Fatan Bauta type quarterback, you know? Like everything going for him, he has to win. And that's what makes me really anxious. And like makes me very nervous for this game because if we don't win this game, like I'm just not gonna be happy. Like I won't be a happy Florida Gator fan until Dan Mullen's gone. This and I know it's a terrible ma- mentality, and I probably should, you know, go to the back room like that guy in Da Vichy Code and whip myself in the back with something, you know. Like, <laughs> but like, like for me, the complexion has changed a little bit. And I don't know if this is
0: fair. This is maybe stupid. This might be a stupid way of looking at it. But after that fight on the field at halftime, when he comes back out and pumps up the crowd, I mean, if you're gonna play the like pro wrestling shtick here, boy, it's you're gonna have to uh, like produce on the field. And losing three straight to Georgia, three straight to Georgia, is a tough look coming off of something like that. To me, that that almost—I'm not saying it definitely does, but almost—is reminiscent of. One Jim McElwain, circa January 2017, I guess it would have been going on to the basketball court at halftime and talking about going back to Atlanta and kicking in the door uh, against Alabama. It's if if you're gonna if you're gonna play, you know, the bad guy and you're gonna be like, you know, very forward in the media about things and be very polarizing, you know, you're gonna have to have spurrier results. And you know, I, I guess this is this is where we're gonna see.
1: Wins are what matters. Can you imagine how freaking loud the stadium would have been though, if it was a full stadium when Mullen came back out after that fight? Oh my fight? God. That would have been nuts. Absolutely nuts. I, I don't know. You, I, I think this is, I think you're making it, and if you look at it this way, that's great, but I think you're making it super black and white. I'm going to enjoy the games. Um, it, it, if the question is, will I expect us to win championships under Mullen? Honestly, right now I don't. Um, do I want Mullen fire? Hell no. Um, I think he'll leave on his own and we'll go on to our next coach eventually.
0: Yeah. I'm already at that point where I don't think he is going to win championships, but I agree. I mean, it's, I don't want, even if we lose this, it's not like I'm just going to be calling for his head. It's, you know, it's, we are, we're having fun. We're playing fun football. And if this is what that looks like for a little while, I can live with it. Um, you know, it's it's a game, and you go out and you have fun. And you make friends, guys. At The end of the day, it's just a game, and uh, if you win, that's great. And <laughs> if you lose, that's even better. <laughs> I wish that everybody could win every game. Wouldn't I just want the late? guys to have fun.
1: Yeah, like both us and Georgia could win it. Is that what you're you're looking for, right there? Yeah, something like that.
0: We're veering way off. We're we're rough. we're gone, rough. y'all.
1: All right, back to back to business. Uh, Georgia defense. Um, yeah, so you mentioned they're starting those tackles out, Jordan Davis. We're going to assume he's out for the purposes of this podcast. Maybe by the time we get back around, we find they have a miracle cure, and they inject him with some kind of horse steroid, and he's good to go.
2: And I'm going to be honest, like, Richard LeCount is amazing. I think Jordan Davis being out hurts them more. That, because, that is
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. My agreed. exact point right there. He is huge for them. He plays a ton for them. Uh, they're losing, They're missing two, two of their top four defensive tackles. That's monstrous, right? So they're going to have, like, a true freshman out there getting tons of snaps. Um, and I'm going to pull it up. And while I pull it up, I'm going to just talk on LeCount for a second. That's also huge. Big leadership role there, right, right there. And against Alabama, uh, LeCount played every single defensive snap at uh, safety. Uh, Rochester, the other guy who tore his ACL, played 35 of the 80 snaps uh, at, at a defensive line. So a big piece of there. Jordan Davis played 63 snaps for a Hmm. defensive lineman is insane against Alabama. That's the guy they needed, and they relied on him. Uh, And I'm looking through. I don't see another defensive lineman coming close to those numbers. I mean, obviously, you got to rotate. I see a guy at 30. There's a guy, uh, Jermaine Johnson. He's more of like an end. uh, He might even be a buck. I'm not sure, but he played 39 snaps. But, yeah, like this guy Incredibly important for them, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle that, like yeah, we're not gonna run all over them, but if we can um if our line can hold up against them and not have a guy like him take up two guys at once, that's gonna be big for uh throwing it across the middle and taking advantage of the count being out so i'm I'm hoping that happens, yeah but uh yeah so so with with those guys being out i uh, i just I try to keep myself level headed here. I think our offense is fantastic, but there's still this like five-star loaded defense. Um, I think the the guys, Lewis sign it is. I think he's their, their other starter who's kind of, who's questionable. I think he plays I think the linebacker plays uh, even if they don't uh, I, sign would be a big loss for them, but the linebacker, they got plenty of guys to throw in there that are just as good. So it's just not a huge deal. Um, but all that aside, even, even if they have these five stars to step in, they're losing out on leadership and on the defensive line, but uh, big depth issues right there. So that um, that could play a big role there, and we could actually see an interesting fourth quarter with uh, D line depth, maybe a question for them now when it wasn't before.
0: Yeah, I I am fascinated to see this matchup of Pitts and Tony against their defense. You know, it's nobody has really been able to contain either of those guys this year. Uh, at least not at the same time. You know, it's... Uh, I don't want to be like one of the... I don't want to seriously make the win or lose. We're going to have a good time. But, like, just from a football fan perspective, God, this is such a fun matchup. This is so just fascinating to watch. Like, the best tight end and one of the best slot receivers in the country against the best defense in the country. It's This is as good as it gets,
2: y'all.
1: Yeah, this is, this is made for TV.
2: Yeah, and the fact that we have in my opinion, we've got some talented guys that can step up if the event that one of them was double teamed. It's like, it's not like, you know, like pits and Tony are clearly are 50% of the offense right now. But I, I completely believe that if say they shut pits down somehow, you know, you obviously can't shut down both of them. And then one of shorter Grimes or Copeland or all three are going to step up like it, cause we have the talent, like this offense is just night and day. Probably one of if not the best offense right now in the culture ball.
0: are we better than Bama on
2: offense right now with without waddle I would say yes
1: i I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think we are right at that level. It's hard to yeah. I mean you got two elite offenses but yeah I mean
0: I think they're still I, a little bit above us because of their offensive line um even without waddle, but it's pretty damn close.
1: They're balanced, which helps, so they can take advantage of most weaknesses. Whereas if we play like some team with just some stud secondary who can who can actually match up against Pitts and Tony, um, that could cause us some issues. So, because I don't know if we can run it well.
0: Hammer, are you having to head out pretty soon? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get our score predictions in then before you go.
2: Okay. And I'll let you lead off. How are you feeling about the score here? I'm going to predict 31 to 24 florida
1: okay zlat how are you feeling (sighs) make me go second here yeah up until the podcast i was just like debating going back and forth how i want to do this i i know and man it's a struggle last week i was way off i'll jump the gun on that one and was way off uh, because the defense showed the offense did what i expected this week i think we're somewhere in between still and while I think we're riding on a high and Georgia's riding on a low, I don't want to let that just get into my, into our, into my head because I think it's getting into a lot of our heads and Georgia's heads. Um, which it, And I think it's people are like, well, how is it a five point? Is, is it five points right now spread? Uh, three and a half now? Is that where it's at? I don't have it pulled up here. I opened to something up. been says three and a half. But I think that's why it opened up with Georgia still the favorite right there. I think they were taking the recent emotion out of it still. And I'm gonna go i i think our offense is a little more limited this game. I'll give us twenty seven and I'm gonna give Georgia thirty. wow I have, I have Georgia winning.
0: okay um I've gone back and forth on this quite a bit, and if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said we're gonna lose by two touchdowns man i i I'm opening myself up emotionally. I'm I'm making myself emotionally vulnerable. I think that we can win this game and I'm going to pick us to win this game. 30 to 28 Florida. And I don't feel great about it. It's, it's a 50, 50 in my mind. It's a toss up, um, because they have so much talent and even with guys out, uh, there's their, their defense can still limit what we can do and make us one dimensional. But I think that we, I think we, um, I think it's a classic. I mean, I think that this is like a back and forth game right down to the end. And I think that we win with a field goal with like one or two minutes left. And Georgia is incapable of driving the field behind Stetson Bennett.
1: All right. Put it in stone. I hope to be uh, relentlessly mocked after this uh, next week.
0: Yes. I hope to do the mocking.
1: All right, guys. Well, I will definitely see you
2: guys next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have a good Peace night. and
0: love. Go Gators. Um, okay, well, we will very, very rapidly go through last week's picks. This was a truly horrendous week for me. I was, I'm going to pat myself on the back and say I was a little bit prescient with the uh, Darth Vader comment regarding Mullen. Um, but beyond that, I was not really right about a whole hell of a lot. Okay, um, we all picked Georgia and Kentucky wrong because Georgia's offense sucks. Um, they did not cover 14 and a half. We all picked Georgia.
1: All they had to do was get a field goal. God, they suck.
0: Yeah, worthless. Truly horrendous. Okay, so Michigan and Michigan State. <laughs> you and I both went with Michigan, and Zeus and Hammer both went with Michigan State. And Michigan fell just short of covering that twenty-four and a half point spread. <laughs> 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 that was one that I went back... Like as I was editing it, I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid. There's no way a Harbaugh team is going to cover 24 and a half in a rivalry game. And, (sighs) man, they just fire that guy. Just rip that Band-Aid and be done with it.
1: Are we stupid people? Yes. Do we continue to be stupid? Find out soon. Probably. (laughs) It's coming. Um, Yeah. And then
0: I also felt real, real bad about that when Minnesota went out and lost to Maryland, right? Yeah, they yeah, lost they, to Maryland on Friday
1: night. After all the trash I talked about Maryland too, I was talking about like the worst team of all time that yeah. lose every game by forty, and then they go and beat Minnesota. Yeah, God damn, this is weird too. I will say that, but man, Yeah.
0: it turns out the the takeaways we had from week one were completely wrong, and it turns out that Minnesota is just garbage. That's really the the lesson to be learned about
1: the Big Ten this year. Maybe we maybe we should take more lessons of that because we didn't learn from the big twelve like how wrong we were from the week one takeaways. Maybe right. we should have applied that, but we didn't. Yeah. That's okay. Uh,
0: Indiana at Rutgers. Uh, Indiana did, did cover the twelve and a half point spread.
1: Damn right they did. Yeah,
0: and you're the only one who picked that
1: one correctly. So That's congratulations
0: right. to you and your Phoenix. <laughs>
1: We're we're really turning into special friends now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Bama and Mississippi State. I thought that Mississippi State could backdoor their way into like a garbage time touchdown and cover that thirty-one. They did not, in fact, score any points because Mike Leach is a hack, apparently.
1: The, this one, I will I will pat myself on the back. The Indiana one I picked for the memes and for fun. This one I really thought Mississippi State wouldn't score a point, and they. Man, that's bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm the only one who picked Mississippi State, Ooh. and I am, to this point in the week, 0-4. Nice. Okay, so the next one, uh, <laughs> LSU at Auburn. Oh, God. Yeah, boy, that was a three-point line and turned out just a little bit bigger on the score differential. Um, man, God, Bo, Pelini, Bo Pelini is so, so bad. It's so bad. Like, how do you let... How do you let Gus Malzahn, what is their offensive coordinator's name? The Chad, guy from Arkansas. Chad Morris. Chad Morris. How do you let Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris with the shittiest, well probably not the shittiest passing quarterback, but a really bad passing quarterback do that to you?
1: That's embarrassing. I have no words. And and it's it's amazing how the defense is so bad. We are overlooking the fact that their offense could only score 3 points. Um yeah, I, I think I think beforehand I was talking like I, w- I was talking about this being like a real SEC game. LSU held up to that on offense, but on defense they did not. I, th- I mean, six to three would have been something, but man, Bo Nix scored forty-five points on you. Think about that for a minute, Bo Pelini. Yeah,
0: um, and you and I were the ones who picked that game correctly. Uh, thank you to my lucky library card for helping me out on that one. Here we go. Uh, Ole Miss at Vandy. Vandy's real fucking bad. bad. Uh, they covered eighteen. Ole Miss did we? All of us except for Hammer picked that one correctly. And I don't know if there's really much more to say about that.
1: Not really. Vandy sucks.
0: Yep. Uh, this all all around was a pretty like non-competitive week throughout the SEC. Uh, I mean, I think what Georgia and Kentucky was probably the closest game there was. Arkansas. And Texas A&M, Arkansas just barely squeaked in under that eleven and a half. I believe that was an eleven point total. Yeah, and we kind of backed into that one.
1: They really because it was wow. A&M scoring fourteen a quarter, and then yeah, Arkansas got a couple touchdowns at the end to pull within.
0: Yep, and we all picked that one correctly. Um, Iowa State at Kansas. This was my time to shine, baby. I was alone on Iowa State covering that 28 and a half. Um, I guess <laughs> Kansas is also really, really bad. Kansas and Vanderbilt go to your corners of shame.
1: Uh, that, that line was pretty spot on because that was a 30 point game. I mean, that was yeah. right down to the wire there.
0: Very close. Um, Kansas you know, almost
1: did it. Yeah. might have rushed the field.
0: West miles. One of these days, he's going to get them turned around and headed in the right direction. I firmly believe. Sure coming. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame at Georgia tech. Ah, this was this a twenty-point spread. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we both picked this correctly, right? It was Georgia Tech?
1: I, I picked it half correct. I actually picked Georgia Tech to win it outright. Oh, that's right. Down. But I did have them covering too, so I yeah, got that part right.
0: That's all that matters. And, Zeus and <laughs> Han, we're wrong. And in, in the that end,
1: only yeah. one part shows up on the scoreboard. Georgia
0: Tech did not get the opportunity to go beat off the field. <laughs>
1: I'm not even going to justify what I was getting at there. I'll just leave it alone.
0: No. You know what? Sometimes you got to shoot your shot. That's right. Um, Ohio State and Penn State, that was a 12.5 point line, and we all picked Ohio State correctly, and that was one of those lines that was also just dead on perfectly accurate. I don't think that game, I watched a little bit of it, and I don't necessarily know if it was as close as the score would indicate. I felt like Ohio State was firmly ahead uh, throughout that.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch much of it, to be honest. So um, I can't speak to it or against it.
0: Okay, so that's all for us last week. I have not even really glanced at this week's games.
1: Let's just pick a few. And, uh, all right.
0: Uh, we already picked the cocktail party. Um, and I think both of us would be under that three and a half on our points, on our, uh, our picks. And I think Hammer would be over the three and a half.
1: Oh, yeah. Georgia. yeah, you're right. I guess I did have, uh, I have us covering. I don't feel so good about that, but that's fine. We'll go with it.
0: Okay, S- next game, uh, Vandy and Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a 18.5 point favorite. Wow.
1: Wow, this is really tough. This... I don't like this. Like, I feel like Vandy is smart enough to run a defense that could shut down Mike Leach's offense, but Vandy is so bad. What do you do here? I don't know. This is... This might be the toughest pick I've ever had. <laughs> this, is, this might be right up there.
0: Okay. Um, all right. I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, I'll take Vandy. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't think that Mississippi State right now is two touchdowns better than anybody in the SEC. Um, and Derek Mason is a smart coach. He doesn't have a whole, a whole lot of talent at his disposal. But I think that he understands what you have to do to stop that Mississippi State
1: offense. I'm with you. I'm taking Vandy here to cover. I don't like it. I think Mississippi State wins pretty handily, but I think Vandy covers. Uh, Maybe a 10-point game.
0: If there is a game that Vanderbilt is going to win this season, it is this one. I think all hope is lost if they don't win here.
1: Vandy fans enjoy this. And uh, honestly, this might be Mississippi State's last chance at a win, too. At a second win.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're Um, losing the
1: rest. They have Missouri at the very end, which would be their only other potential chance. I don't see them beating Auburn, Georgia, or Ole Miss.
0: All right. This is a short week in the SEC. There's only four games this week. Uh, Texas A&M at South Carolina. Texas A&M favored by nine and a half currently.
1: Only four games. I mean, nobody has to deal with uh, the drunk-ass cameraman on the alternate channel for SEC. What an awful, awful showing. Um, So really, we're all winners this week. (laughs) Everybody is a victor, yeah. Okay, Texas A&M by nine and a half. Uh, This is Muschamp. Give me A&M
0: yeah i agree um i, I mean it's on the ten. road it's on the road and if i recall correctly mond tends to be not very good on the road but i i'm not a believer in south carolina and i think that texas a&m is definitively the second best team in the west this year um you like to
1: switch my picks? you literally i mean you actually this isn't a fake out you legitimately just changed my mind here really? i want to take south carolina okay yeah. <laughs> all right it's, half points this isn't like a three-point game where like must champ can win and i don't think texas a&m is that good i like yeah i felt bad immediately when i took i'm gonna to take uh carolina here
0: okay yeah i mean it makes sense like if we're going must champ does tend to oscillate a bit so i don't know i feel like this would be where would Just, we be in the oscillation here
1: yeah uh, well I don't <laughs> that's know. a good point Did he, I, don't <laughs> I don't know they're off
0: bye week or something i who fucking knows okay um Alright, so the other late game is Tennessee at Arkansas. Tennessee favored by one and a half. That's a weird game. That's a weird oh. line for me. I feel like Arkansas should be favored at home here.
1: Yeah. That's ooh. Yeah, with with how Arkansas's defense is played and with how Garantano's played, it's hard for me to think they lose this. Man, they're both two and three too. Like this is like the this is a real turning point for either team. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of game will be cold. I don't know. You want to go first on this?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I, it, my, my initial impression is that Arkansas should be favored. And since it's a one and a half point line, I'm going to consider it basically a toss up and I'm going to take Arkansas to win outright. Um, I just, I think that they are a better coach team than Tennessee. And I guess if you look back over their recent recruiting rankings, Arkansas is not, a complete seller dweller as far as talent um and i don't trust justin garantano or whatever the fuck they're going to do at quarterback for tennessee
1: tennessee is on a three-game losing streak that's true and during that losing streak my god the the point differential was like it's got to be pushing 80s <laughs> something crazy like that so you took Arkansas. I, I really wanted to go and take Tennessee just to flip it, and while I believe in my heart that Arkansas covers, and in my mind, um, I think me, I think I've been picking Tennessee, and that's working. So I'm going to take them again to cover. If it makes them lose, any little thing I can do to help. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, it's you've confused me there because you've like flip flopped like three times during that sentence. It's so you're on you're on Tennessee.
1: I have Tennessee covering, yes. Okay. And while, right. while, I don't, while, gotcha. while I don't believe it, I have them covering.
0: Okay, yeah. fair enough. I got there, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just confuse the universe.
1: <laughs> I confuse myself on the way there. <laughs> that was a long <laughs> ride to get to a very easy location. Um, okay, so all that's range. all for SEC picks. Um, like, I just went to the top 25, and the first game that I saw was Michigan at Indiana. Like, is there a game you can hate more
0: yeah that's ugly, okay, so let's pick that one that's at Indiana. Michigan, Michigan is favored by three and a half. I went last I went first on the last one, so this one's on you,
1: yeah, it's undefeated Indiana, and I really don't want to do this, but I'm gonna take Michigan,
0: yeah, I think I agree um yeah, give me Michigan.
1: I just don't think they're, I don't think they're as bad as the first two weeks made them out like the the good bad I think there's again it's just a weird up and down season. It's yeah. hard to they don't beat in the other it's indiana we can't forget that like as much as i might want to yeah
0: um i mean they've been decent the last couple years i think they've got like if if i had to pick one of the head coaches i would take tom allen over jim harbaugh um i I would yes for sure so we're both on michigan what else tickles your fancy here
1: uh, I mean, I'm only going to be watching one game this entire weekend, to be honest. But <laughs> You're going to be blackout otherwise. Pretty, I mean there there will be yeah there will be something going on. It, it will not be me actually taking in whatever the game is. Uh, we have Clemson Notre Dame. That seems like the game of the week uh, besides ours. Yeah, for sure. Um, At Notre Dame, Clemson's a five and a half point favorite. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, I like Clemson by up to ten points here. You know, I like DJ Uyangalele is unpolished, but he is really talented. I mean, that guy has got an absolute cannon, like laser-guided missile for an arm, and uh, I just think that like Clemson will wake up after what happened last week and win this relatively comfortable, comfortably. I think they win by at least a touchdown.
1: I'm in the same boat. I, I think that, uh, like. LSU, the week before, TJ Finley came out, and he actually looked pretty good for a freshman. But Auburn had some time to get some film, and they shut him down entirely. I think LSU had changed their offense a bit for him. Uh, Auburn figured it out, got it down. I don't think that can happen with Notre Dame and Clemson. I think Clemson's got too good of an offense overall. And I think DJU, as I like to call him because I cannot pronounce the other way, um, he has just so much insane talent. You saw it in the game, too. I I saw him play a little bit. Damn good at some points. Um, yeah, Notre Dame's not that good either. Give me Clemson by a good bit. Uh, multiple scores for sure.
0: Uh, I guess we could pick some West Coast games. I don't I really. The first, first pack game.
1: That's, yeah. Um. um do we, I mean, we can just not pick them. Pretend they don't exist.
0: So the thing wait, is wait, wait. that, like the yeah, so the reason I don't want to pick this is because I don't know what Stanford is going to be this year. Um, like I have no reference point. Um. All right, fuck it. We'll pick it. We'll pick Stanford good. and Oregon. It's at Oregon, and Oregon is an eleven-point favorite. Um,
1: you want to go? Or you want me to?
0: Yeah, I can go. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what either of these teams are going to be. Stanford has been regressing the last couple of years, uh, and it's really tough to know what to make of Oregon because of how surprisingly good Justin Herbert has looked so far. Um, yeah. Which another thing that we were wrong about. Uh, Very wrong. I, I talked yes. a bunch of shit about him. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Stanford here to keep it close. Uh, I think that Oregon lost some stuff from last year, and I don't really buy them as a playoff contender type of team this year.
1: I'm glad you went that because I wanted to take Oregon here, and we okay. get to, to put the picks there. I have a reason too, and okay. this is by no means political at all. But I think that if there's any school in the entire country. Where the players are going to be shamed into not even slightly coming close to breaking the rules, not even slightly stretching the things to try and get better at football, it would be Stanford. And I think a lot of other schools, um, players might, some players might put football just a little bit higher on the list than Stanford would. I feel like Stanford, you will get shamed to a point where you will not be allowed to show your face ever again. Um, And for that reason alone, give me Oregon. Wow. That is. I, I wish I could change. I'm not
0: going to. I'm going to stick with Stanford, but that is like the like most sound reasoning I've ever heard on anything ever in my life.
1: <laughs> like I have no, like I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about the teams at all. It's just based purely on that.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: You can change if you want to. No, but I'm not yeah.
0: going to, I'm not going to, right. but man, that is, I didn't even consider that. And that is profound. And Oregon is like the one team out there. That's kind of got a little sec in them. Um,
1: Cristobal, south florida i i think yeah. he'd uh he'd let them kind of go a little harder mm-hmm. so to speak
0: so <laughs> uh, yeah
1: uh, uh let's see that gives us seven for the week is that enough are we good with that i will i will pick one more without any any words whatsoever okay um and the one i want to pick is liberty in Virginia tech
0: i knew it i knew before <laughs> like before you went anywhere else, i knew you
1: were going there go right yeah i saw i saw it earlier caught my eye and i was like i gotta make sure i gotta make sure I pick this one um give me liberty or give me death i'll take liberty to cover 14 and a half in blacksburg
0: yeah i completely agree um like virginia tech is just all over the place this year it seems like they're pretty good on offense but like i don't know man they've been, they've had Corona. They had like 30 players out and then they scored a bunch of points and they beat some good teams. And then it's like, I don't, it's, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, Liberty is just like consistently good this year. I think Hugh freeze, this is a Hugh freeze contract year.
1: Dude, dude, coach, whatever you think about him. I mean, he can can build a football team. He's trying
0: to, trying to get his way back into the big leagues. Um, yeah, I I agree. Give me, give me Liberty there too. I,
1: I, I, disrespected them by not calling them number 25 liberty that is ap ranked liberty hell yeah
0: um i guess i'll be i'll be quietly watching this game from the corner <laughs> this is the best i can
1: muster Perfect. be
0: quietly <laughs> watching while liberty and virginia tech go about their business surreptitiously <laughs>
1: watching yes just taking it all in not participating just uh, experiencing
0: all right um Culture Corner: What uh, what have you been
1: imbibing? I finally have some real stuff to bring because okay. I thought I, I did it, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to write this down so I remember to tell people what I did. Uh, I've been enjoying Disney Plus uh, releasing things slowly, week by week. and It gives me a chance. Like I, I'm always watching like one or two big series this gives me a chance to like fit something else in you normally if i'm like if someone's like oh hey you gotta watch this other series it's really great i'm like yeah okay and then i think like yeah there's no way i'm catching up on five different seasons or like a whole season like i'm just never gonna get to that but uh having the weekly episodes gives me a chance so i they've they've been uh, releasing the right stuff is mm. um
0: yeah
1: the original uh, crew that went to space for the united states and that's been Uh, entertaining and then the mandalorian just came out so i saw episode one no spoilers here i won't say anything but i enjoyed it and um the movie that i watched recently for the first time ever was fargo oh my god never had seen it before i i've I've never seen I, i can't even do it like the the freaking north dakota accent in the movie is just I love, I could hear those people talk forever and, and just the whole movie. Fantastic. Like nothing, but great things to say about it. I was so good away. I was blown away. Yeah. I I mean, just my God.
0: Yeah. Um, the, one of the all time great lines.
1: So you were having sex with a little fella.
0: Everything about (laughs) that movie is so good, but that line always (laughs) just kills me.
1: Yes. Yes, it, was, it was fantastic. Uh, I will watch it again. I, I think I made some hot takes in the Discord just to fuck with some people about the Farrelly brothers being better than the Cohen brothers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that got some that really brought us some anger. Uh, uh, but I hadn't seen any Cohen movies where I was just like blown away. This one actually did it for me. So I will say that um, I was wrong there even though I was partially fucking around. Um, not, even, not even close in level of uh, competitiveness with their movie making abilities.
0: Yeah, so uh, I have not watched uh, the first episode of Mandal- of the Mandalorian. I'm probably going to wait and binge the whole season when it's done. I have still been watching the Great British Baking Show. Oh, uh, so yeah, the movie I watched uh, was the new Borat movie, uh, which came out on Amazon. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty good. I it's not as funny or engrossing. As the original to me, um, but it's still really, really good, and it's refreshing to see that like satire is still an acceptable form of humor at times. I, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was entertaining.
1: I enjoyed it a lot. It was. It was a little. I mean, obviously, it was. It was political. Um, a lot of it was, but at the same point, it was still good. Nowhere near the level of like the first one. I mean, I think my face hurt after yeah. I watched the first one. I'm laughing so hard. And maybe it was the novelty of it, but.
0: Right. I well, know, I mean, there just... had never been like anything yeah. like that.
1: Right. Um, but this one's really good. If you like the first one, you should like this. So. Yeah. And
0: oh, the other thing I watched was the first episode of a miniseries on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit it just recently came out, I believe. And uh, first episode was really, really good. I I would recommend that to just about anybody. Okay. Yeah. Definitely you know, watch that been... if
1: you get a chance. Yeah, i'm not around to it but i've seen it at least advertised so we'll keep that in the docket yeah
0: okay um man we're here we're we're at cocktail party week and uh it's real and that is the most important event this week
1: absolutely i can't i can't even think of anything else that i'd want to pay attention to besides nah. that
0: yep only this okay. um
1: by the way, when does this drop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, this might be dropping into a very different world in some fashion uh by the time yeah. it comes out.
1: Obviously, nobody cares about this, but we do record these typically on Mondays uh to give you an idea of where where our mindset is for the games upcoming and stuff, but right. um yeah, but obviously that's not really relevant this week because again the only game the only day that matters is Saturday,
0: yep, everybody's working for the weekend, et cetera, yeah. et
1: cetera hours that's right
0: okay uh i think that's all for me uh can yep. you hear my dog barking in the background I
1: indeed yes
0: yeah he's a good boy but he's a bit of a jackass at times this is one of those times
1: and he's ready for dinner
0: yes we will see you on the other side of the cocktail party go gators
1: go gators fuck georgia we're gonna beat their ass